You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sixers Draft Podcast. I am your host, as always, Daniel Olinger, joined today by a good friend of mine, Francis from at Ben uh, at Ben Thrifty on Twitter. It's a very creative handle. I always love seeing him pop up on the timeline. Now, Francis, how are you doing today? I'm doing really, really well. Thank you. Um, yeah, the the Twitter handle came, actually it was actually came along from like uh, like I think before I had like a as a Twitter name, I just did like Spencer uh, Ben Thrifty instead of Dinwiddie or something like that. I did that for like a couple of months, and then I decided I want to just change my hand, my my name altogether. So I I did the lazy way and just pick it's just picked that because I was like, all right, this this seems unique enough, so I'll, I'll just run with it. Yeah, like it means nothing, but it means <laughs> but it but it, but I just ran with it. So no, it's a it's a great one. And um, today we're gonna talk about a prospect that uh, Francis kind of like. Term, like I knew who he was I'd heard of him talked about but France is probably the one who like I would say um I'm looking for the right word I think primed me to him in a way because he was he had seen him talking about like how good this guy is like his utility and that is Sam Hauser out of Virginia uh, I've already written about one Virginia prospect in Trey Murphy that I've taken a look at Sam Hauser's definitely less talked about but I think me and France are going to get into why that maybe he should be talked about more because Here's one thing you all need to know about Sam Hauser. He is 6'8", and he can shoot the absolute lights out. Like, I mean, France, I'll let you go on too, but you said he's one of the best shooters you've probably ever seen, at least at the college level. Yeah, I think, I mean, to be honest, like, the in terms of, like, like part of part of the reason why, like, uh, I'll frame it this way, is, like, in terms of NCAA track record, he's probably, like, for, like, legitimate prospects, like, maybe only his t- teammate at Marquette, like, Marcus Howard, is, like, the only one close in recent years since, like, Steph Curry. And in terms of, like, sh- consistent NCAA shooting track and record, track record. Now, of course, a lot of these, a lot of times, because a lot of these prospects, they, if they're good enough, they leave as a freshman or so. Or so, or so. Uh, but, I mean, Sam has been shooting like this ever since he was, Ever since he was a, a, a basketball player, he was shooting like that in high school. He was shooting like this in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shot. He shot like this in multiple systems too. He shot like he, he was like Marquette plays completely different from Virginia, and he still didn't affect his him as a dangerous shooter. Uh, in fact, he, I think his shooting has only expanded since he left, even though his percentages have probably gone down. So yeah, he's just like a wild sh- shooting resume that you don't come across ever. So often, and I'm surprised that even if you don't think of him as a prospect, it's like that is just a hard one. That like this is like a legendary shooting career. Yeah, just to add some like numbers behind what Francis is saying here. So, in his four years of college play, Hauser has never shot under 40% on three, and he's made at least like 63s in all the seasons, and usually a lot more. He made about 63, I think, his freshman year. But like, so obviously a lot of volume, and he's never been inaccurate. And I did a quick Bartorovic search this morning. Um. 
the here are like the is the total list of um pro, of college players to hit over 300 threes in their career on 43% three point shooting and above throughout their whole career which is John Jake John Jenkins, Micah Mason, Sean Armand, Jared Stoll, Ethan I want to say Rag is was or Rage um Brent Bryn Forbes and Sam Hauser and the thing you all should also know about that is Sam Hauser is the tallest of all of them again at six eight. So exactly what backing up what Francis has said, like you know maybe there are some like really impressive shooters who just like they are so good they leave after that first year or leave leave sooner than that. But like he's basically just proven that he is one of the best shooters on planet Earth through all four years. Yeah, it's like and I think the the thing to harp out really is the fact that he's is six eight because mm-hmm. I I think. A lot of the, a lot of times with shooting, a lot of the translation often is like, can you keep it? Uh, with the translation is like, a lot of the best shooters are the smaller players, but mm-hmm. it's much harder in the NBA to get your shot off in in in, um, in uh, when you're that when you're that small. Like Carson Edwards is the perfect example recently, where like uh, he was an amazing shooter in uh, in college at Purdue, but. He's, I mean, of course, it's still time. He, he, he could learn to adjust uh, going forward. But it's when you're six feet tall, it's harder to be a move, a, a high, highly dynamic movement shooter or even a pull up shooter, to be honest. Uh, of, of course, I think more and more players will be learning how to do that as pull up shooting gets more and more emphasized and dynamic shooting in general off ball as well. But it's even now, like being this. Uh, having that six eight height being a legitimate sport size is a really really big diet uh, a point in the fact that he's uh, such a great shooting prospect. Like if he's six four, then yeah, then there's a little, there's a much much. Yeah, much he's he's not getting drafted. If, he's not getting drafted if he's six four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, and, Fletcher yeah. McGee what else was another one. <laughs> oh, that's a throwback. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like in that. I mean, surprisingly, like it's not impossible. He doesn't get drafted this year. I would say he probably should, but like, you're, you're definitely right. That just being six, eight is such a huge, huge deal. Like I think in a good lens for Sixers fans to think of it through is that, you know, Seth Curry is one of the best three point shooters, like especially open catch and shoot. Like we've ever seen. Yeah. I think Seth Parnell always says like, he's like 55% for his career on like wide open catch and shoots, like just insane numbers. But everyone wonders why is he not taking more threes? Well, the dude is six, two and doesn't have an elite handle. Like, so it is you have to work so hard to get open shots against good NBA defense then like and you even saw it when he was feeling against the Hawks in game that dreaded game five like they were running him off a million double drags a million Iverson actions trying to get him open and he could get open he, he was shooting incredible but like eventually you wear down it's just it's unless you have like like the guys who I think of as these smaller players who are still like incredible shooters like let's say Steph Curry Trey Young Kyrie Irving just to name three off the top of the head like those guys are like of elite of the elite handles quickness hand-eye coordination and like said pull-up shooting like you have to be like freakishly special in terms of your skill to manufacture that just being six eight as a shooter gives you a larger margin of error because it can be as simple as the dudes guarding me dude guarding me is six five i can shoot over him i mean again and we just watched so we're recording this the day after the milwaukee bucks have now won the nba finals um i mean he's obviously not the same player but like Chris Middleton's whole thing is that he's 6'8", and he's usually guarded by dudes who are three inches shorter than him. And it doesn't matter how good a defense he plays sometimes. Like, if he's at a spot he likes and he can rise up over you and he's that good of a shooter, it's just very hard to deal with. It's I just like betting on shooters with size. It's just 
is just a generally a good archetype to bet on. Like, I, obviously, there's more to it, but I think just having that basis to build from is something that's so good for him. Yeah, I I, I wonder I want hundred percent agree. Like, I feel I feel like especially even like this this draft in general is like a very good forward uh, shooter a shooting uh like role uh, uh class. Like, there's the Trey Murphy, there's the uh, Kessler Edwards, Kessler Edwards. There's a uh, Kispert, uh, all all these uh, players. So, but in my opinion, actually, like in terms of at least if you're talking about just strictly shooting, Hauser is the best out of all of them, and that's mm-hmm. a really good class of them. So, uh, like you may maybe your opinion on is on uh, well, we will go we will go into, but like maybe your opinion on that other skills uh, of that other players in that similar role have will outweigh it, but. I think at least just purely by shooting, Hauser is the best in the class. And again, again one of the best in the, of the past decade. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll, we'll go, let's go more into like his, I mean, his offense game, which I mean, it's not a shocker. It derives mostly around his shooting. He's not like running a ton of pick and rolls or free or doing stuff, other stuff, but uh, he's not like, I would say he's definitely like, this goes towards being a great shooter, more versatile in his shot making and say one of his teammates who is a good shooter and a draft prospect and Trey Murphy, who, I will say that's definitely say Trey's still a better overall prospect due to some athletic athlete difference, very big difference in athletic tools between the two. And I think especially like defensively what you're getting between just, but we don't have to go into that, but Hauser is not like just, I can only catch and shoot when I'm open. He can definitely shoot off of movement. Um, I do like that. He showed an ability to do it running to his right and running to his left. I think he's definitely more comfortable running to his right, but it's not like there's some dudes like, I love Kessler Edwards, but dude cannot run to his left and pull up and hit a three, like coming off of that. It's just, it's a little too awkward for him, which I, I think that's like, I always like to think about like, I mean, JJ Reddick's my favorite example. Just like when you swing that top leg around, you really just get a nice flow to it and it can be a really nice shot. But Hauser, like he kind of has like a wide base when he shoots. Um, I wouldn't say it's like Clay Thompson, but I, I do think about like the reasons of some similarities there in terms of just like, having that wide base kind of gives him some structure to it. And he's not necessarily like, he doesn't have a lot of speed. He is a pretty slow dude relative to other basketball players at his level, but he does have a good knack for off ball movement in terms of he usually continues moving most of the time. He's not someone who will just like stop moving. If he's not open on the initial action, he has good sense about how to set guys up on off ball screens, like kind of using his hands, just when to like the very little burst that he has, he knows when to use it to get open and he also has a good idea for like if i've noticed like when guards will drive down the middle on his teams if he's like at the above the break he will shake down to the corner very well like he he's he's someone who's very aware that he is that great of a shooter and he's always looking to hunt out those shots which is something he likes and then i think he has some pretty good mid-range game like when you get i think it was about 56 percent on non-rim twos this year that's pretty fantastic and he can like they sometimes run him off of UCLA cuts to set him up for post ups. He's got like a little one one leg step back fadeaway that he can go to from about fifteen feet. And it's pretty good. Um, and yeah, just the dude like he can shoot in a lot of different ways, and he's pretty good from almost every area. Yeah, uh, like I think the mid range one, one the mid range is actually a big point also for the fact like he's such a special shooter because mm-hmm. uh, it's like he's versatile from basically every single standpoint of shooting that you could almost uh think of like i mean he like this year he's he's 
it's comfortable. He's actually somewhat comfortable, like doing between the leg crossovers into uh, step back uh, threes yeah. and, and mid range. Uh, he's couple. He's comfortable turning around, doing a face up, like swing, uh, doing a little rip through, and then and then rising up and firing because he has a high release as well, that which is really helpful. So, just in case you you just on top of the fact that he's six eight, he also has a high release, so it's really really hard to contest his shot. Um, and yeah, I think the biggest thing throughout his career is the fact that. Uh, especially when he got to at least this year when it, with uh, Virginia is he's really ramped up how much he's he's mo- not only shooting off movement but just moving in general like mm-hmm. I like I, like at this point uh like he's always been amazing too but at this point he's he's kind of test he's kind of testing the waters almost as of how how, uh, how what type of different angles and what type of different ways he could he could get a shot because he's really aggressive now He's, a, he's a, like he's really confident in in terms of the, the uh, types of shot. Like I think actually the at points like what, when he actually messes up is actually the fact that he shoots too quickly because he uh, yeah that's a great point. I think I noticed that sometimes it's like he'll have some bad misses where it feels like he feels like oh I think he's like cognizant of the fact that again he's not the most like he doesn't have the best athletic tools doesn't have like great burst to get separation. But it's also like, dude, you're six eight and you do have a high release. You don't really need separation. If you think you have that split second open, take your time and you can get it off. Like, not every defender is Matisse Thibel and going to jump from behind and swat you. Like, you can probably get it off. Like, like, I think he's somebody who knows like the effects of his gravity. So he knows. You know, like, I think he part part of it's intentional in that he wants to kind of instill in the defense that hey, I could get a shot off anytime, and it'll be like you would not even be able to react to it. But I, I think a lot of it sounds like. Because the fact that it's like if he takes like 0.5 seconds extra on any shot, like if he has like if he has time to shoot any ball, is almost it's basically at automatic every single time. I don't think I've seen him miss when he's actually had like time to like take a breath and then fire. Uh, like he is 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 completely automatic then. Uh, but a lot of times I think uh, it's not not just even with the shooting, but sometimes like he's he's very assertive in terms of like he, he usually plans like right, right away if he's going to drive rather than. Uh, 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 rather than take the shot, because he does also put the ball on the floor sometimes. Uh, you posted before about him kind of t- taking uh, Matt Hurd on the to the workshop. Oh my, oh my gosh! So I, I've been so glad you brought that up. So that's one of the things I like about Hauser is that I feel like he definitely like like you were saying he was confident in like his ability to shoot and also like understands his gravity. Hauser did something that I think a mutual friend of ours, PD Webb, has said. It's not the exact same thing, but I think he punishes defenses for their mistakes very well. Like, if someone goes over a screen, he flares to the corner. If he's shooting that, and, like, as a shooter as good as him, he's usually making it. But against, I think the best two examples were against Duke, they tried to put Matthew Hurt on him, who honestly probably a similar archetype in terms of great shooter, but lacking everywhere else, I would definitely say I would prefer Sam Hauser to Matthew Hurt. We don't have to go into that, but, like, um, basically – Matthew Hurt got torched all game by a guy who can't get to the rim usually and Sam Hauser and I don't expect to get to the rim much at the NBA level because he was way too slow so Sam Hauser knew that Hurt he Sam Hauser knew that Matthew Hurt was aware that he was a great shooter so he went to this dribble where he has where he'll like pound hard with his left and act like he's going to a step back which he can't hit Hurt jumps all the way out like the dude bit about as hard as you could in that. And then Hurt just takes, I mean, Hauser takes one dribble forward after that. And there's no one in the lane. It's just a wide open dunk. So in that whole game, he's basically just abusing the fact that he knows Matthew Hurt is too slow for him, which, I mean, if you're too slow for Sam Hauser, that's, that's again, saying something about you. But um, yeah. And then, and then like his other, his best game, probably the Louisville game, where the basic the problem with that was that Louisville had the speed. Louisville did not have the size to guard him. 
they basically could not contest his shot. And then when he got in a rhythm, he just was make. I he made like I felt like eight to ten shots in a row where it just like like if you want to be really high on Sam Hauser after watching one game, go watch the Louisville Virginia game. I think at Louisville because you will see a shooting display that like you can rarely ever see from a college player where it just did not matter whatever Louisville was doing. He was, he knew these guys are too small for me. I can get any shot from wherever I want, whether it's the, like you said, the in between the legs cross to a three, like kind of hang, hang dribble and rise. Or if you wanted to go to the mid range and again, like punishing mistakes, one thing, another thing he does well is like if a defender, like when they throw him into those post-ups and he's facing up against them, if the defender's left arm, which would be on his right, is like down, he's immediately like going to rise up for what I call like the the Morris brother mid range shots, where it's yeah. just like going to jab a few times, then go up. Like, but again, it's punishing them. Like, you can't make a mistake against me as a shooter because I know where I can get my shots from. And I'm, if you make that one mistake, I'm going for it. Like, that's the kind of thing we've sh- sh- like seen in the NBA is that, like, of course, Sixers fans know as watching guys like Ben Simmons play, like, indecision can really kill you on offense not punishing defenses for slipping up and that is something Hauser is very good at with his the things that he is good at if defenses make an error he's not going to like just let that go by he's like nope that's my shot you just gave it to me yes yeah exactly and also like I think I think also the fact is like he he's also had like he's like I think uniquely good at like adjusting himself in Mm -hmm. like mid show shot so like he he also knows that like uh, like I think part of the reason why he also play he plays so assertively with his jumper uh, especially is that the fact that like he knows that oh if I'm going up and I'm not like perfectly balanced uh, like he has like a, like an innate ability to kind of adjust himself in midair to like get him squared enough so that uh, so that most of the time it, it is it is it's, it, he can get a shot in unless it's like an amazing contest or something like that causes him to like completely adjust his form but that happens so rarely because of his size again. So, like, I think the fact that he can do it, he can, he plays so assertively, uh, he does it on any mistake, and he, he do it at almost any angle is kind of, like, it's, it's like, is a really, is, like, it's really, really hard to say that there's a shooting prospect with, like, uh, with less holes than it, uh, like, in ter- just in terms of pure shooting. Uh, so, like, uh, like, the only, like, the only, the only thing is just that, the fact that, like, Goes with probability. It's not. It's not likely he's going to be like the best shooter ever or something like that. Like, uh, like somebody I was thinking of with a uh, is especially with the, the fact that like he's willing, also willing to uh, attack aggressively on closeout, uh, closeouts. If you know, just every so often is Joe Harris, and the fact that Joe Harris, similar size, uh, uh, he's got he's become the best uh, one of the best the three point shooters in the league. He's been like at the top three in terms of percentages. Uh, that's not something I would actually expect Hauser, but I'm saying that he had, like his track record starts is starting out better than what Joe Harris was at the same age. So, the, so that that's like the type of level that, like, it that's the type of ceiling he has as a shooter and as a, even as a tactical closeout. Even though it's not likely he probably reaches it just because things happen. Yeah, the main difference, like I think shooting wise, I have absolutely no questions about yeah. Hauser. I would say the. Because, like, it's the big thing about Joe Harris that Joe Harris is not just a shooter. Joe Harris, like, you can't, over, like, overextend on Harris because he can attack you off the dribble and score. I, it's not that Hauser can't dribble. I think we both, like, kind of saw that, like, he has enough, like, of a handle that he just doesn't get ripped as soon as he puts the ball on the floor. It's nothing like that. And he has a few moves, like, 
I think I call it like he likes to cross left and jab with his right or go to that little like fake a step back dribble and then attack like just a little stuff, but it's all a little bit slower and it's obviously not like the most complex handles. And with his lack of burst and length, I would kind of think like the dude's not getting many at rim attempts, especially off of drives from the perimeter. I I'm just not confident that's happening very much at all. Um, And I, I will ask you this. So you can talk about the handle too, but also like, what do you think of as a passer? Just obviously like passing, like he doesn't need to be a dynamic playmaker in a sense, because that's not going to be his role in the NBA by any stretch. But I do think he has like decent instincts from one to swing the ball. Like, and I thought there were some, when he's at a stationary position, he can occasionally find passes. Like I thought it wasn't great, but I thought it was like, this is fine for what he is for the role he's going to be asked to. I don't think it's a problem. So like, Yeah, handle and passing. What, what are your thoughts on that? So with with his handle, I'll say that like he gets walled off a good amount. Like even when he do, even when he does uh, drive, like it's not it's not like he's going to be attacking him as he said all the time. Uh, he's mostly just opportunistically. Uh, but yes, as he said, also he, he has a handle enough of a handle to get to spots to uh, to shoot or to if you if you really really make a big mistake to give him a huge length, you'll you'll be able to functionally take care of it. Uh, but also what I think I like about him as and this goes also into the passing is like he I feel he feels very comfortable on the move like he doesn't feel like rushed or or, or so on the move uh, and I think that goes into passing like I, I'll kind of describe his passing as he's able to make basic reads but he makes them co- like pretty confidently and assertively and, uh, and somewhat quickly so it's not the most advanced stuff like usually it's oh he uh, if he if he's on a cut he's able to uh, if he gets the ball immediately on the cut and he surveys that, oh, somebody's helping off and he left the dunker spot open, he's able to hit the dunker spot and it's an easy dunker or something like that. Or he's, he's able, if somebody else rotates from him, he's able to hit the corner quickly. Uh, he's able to make entry passes in the post. So for, for any six for, uh, for the Sixers, conglomerate uh, uh, is very important for with yes. there. So he's able to make uh, entry passes. Uh, he's able to, uh, he's able to make the obvious swing pass so he's not he's not going to ball stop uh uh so even though he is definitely shoot first so i think a lot of it is i, I think this one thing i will harp on that but makes me look probably a little bit more more enthusiastic about passing is that he's able to do that but also on the move uh like it's like he most of it the vast majority of his stationary passing like him him certain yeah. is him still surveying uh especially a lot of it also was at the virginia like it, it because of the slow offense or something like that oh my, you have a lot oh of my gosh, like <laughs> Thankfully, Hauser, since he's such a great movement shooter, didn't do as much. It was frustrating when I was watching Trey Murphy that how many possessions of the mover and blocker offense where he's just standing at the block, not posting up, set, just setting screens and not moving the whole time. I'm like, my gosh, I'm about to throw my computer. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 Tony, I understand you've won, you've won a title. You, you're a great coach, but my God, this is just not fun. Like, not every big is Jack Salt. Like, I can, <laughs> I can, Trey has skill. Let him do. You had Trey Murphy and Jay Huff. Like, Virginia was an interesting watch actually because they've uh, their whole front court is basically NBA level prospects and Jay Huff, Trey Murphy, and Sam Hazard. Like I don't know about Huff, we get. I think they all deserve consideration. Is at least they say they're all they're all very good. Yeah. And then like Kihei Clark would call for an isolation. Like oh my gosh, like <laughs> I'm like please can we just like 
Kihei, like, I, I remember you made the one pass in the Purdue game, like, the best pass of your life. It was incredible. But, like, dude, you are you are not the guy to call for an ISO here. Why is this happening? Ugh, just Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been uh, not a fan of Kihei for, like, since he started. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad because you, like, you kind of want to root for, like, a 5'9 guard with, like, some skills. But it's also, like, just if you're 5'9, like, you got to have some, like, really expert savvy or, like, outlier burst. And it doesn't feel like he has either of those, like. Yeah. You know, you can be. We, I mean, we just saw the violence. Like Chris, Chris Paul has survived at six feet for his 16 years in the league, has and been incredible because Chris Paul's like, as an argument, is one of the smartest basketball players ever and one of the like savviest like game controllers we've ever seen. Like, yeah, yeah. you got to be like that kind of level. And then Kia Clark's just like, nope, uh, you know, this dude is six four. It's I'm I'm gonna post him up, like, just <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, that. with UVA, it's very interesting because like you can say, you can act. There might be an argument actually that Huff with Huff, Hauser, and, and Murphy that is the best shooting front court in, in, in college history, or at least recent college history. I don't know if, mm. if, if in past eras they would have been great shooters, but they just didn't use them because they had no three-point line and, and, or mm. something like that. But like in recent, I, I can't, I struggle to think of a better shooting front court. Like it's, it's all, a pretty good one. <laughs> they're all amazing. They're all, well, well, at least amazing for the relative to the roles in this issue. Yeah. Like Huff is just taking pick up pots mostly and or bottoms, but he's really good at it for a seven foot one guy. And then Murphy is also really good at it. So, uh, but is it, I think it's the that issue with that offense, which is that fact that like they couldn't survive any dry spells with shooting. Like the like if they, like that's what happened in the Ohio game. The tournament. Yeah, but, <laughs> they they went cold they, shooting against Ohio. Vander Foss went off, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was it was it was it like it was it was still a close a close game the throughout the because they aren't that that talented, but they can't survive shooting slumps like that. So, yeah. with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, back to Sixers basketball. Um, yeah. uh, what do you think about Sam Hauser's fit within the Sixers offense and the one they ran this last year? So, because I think, well, probably the most easy, the easiest parallel to think of is like there's a good chance the Sixers aren't going to retain Furk on Korkmaz and kind of having that shooter of size off the bench. You know, here is Sam Hauser, like uh, kind of like some like you know people don't watch the Sixers a ton of notice, but like Furkan is not an unathletic dude, like at all. Like he struggles defensively for certain reasons in terms of like, I think coordination just understand, but he like Furkan, like, I think it's, he won the Turkish dunk contest way back. He's like, dude, it can get up occasionally. He's not like super slow. Like that's an He's definitely a much more athletic dude, but still that same idea of this is a guy who can juice your offense with some shooting, provide you some stuff like that. And I do think like the Sixers run some floppy actions are mainly like, Act screens to get Danny Green to the corner, 
where he's so good from three. And that's something I think like if you need to put Sam Hauser in that kind of role in terms of like running off those screens down low and just like if a defense cheats in one way, getting that corner three, like he's very, very good at that. Um, so and I also like what you said about him going back to the passing, like making those post entries. Just if you like obviously, like I unless Doc Rivers changes, he might not be playing with Joel Embiid a ton, given the starters plus starters versus bench uh at a staggering i would say but um when you are on the court of mb you do not have to wait to find the ball like that's what made one of the biggest steps up like having danny green and seth curry this past year instead of josh richardson like danny and seth are both pretty good post-entry passers whereas josh richardson i it feels mean because he's had such a rough two years but man the dude like there he was trying to throw like passes to Embiid where he like threw it to the wrong side like Embiid has his hand up on one side and it's going to the other or it's just over the top of it you know how hard it is to like throw it over Embiid's head it's like you know <laughs> it's like overthrowing Randy Moss like dude like you, this is not like a that big of a task like just get him the ball and that that's just a thing like you know it sounds like a it's a very boring skill but it's like yeah like it's not something that everyone has because those are not easy passes to make NBA defenders have long arms and the post defenders are reaching around you just got to get it in there too and then he'll probably take care of the rest and then obviously Hauser's like shooting acumen guys aren't helping off of him most likely or if they are he can make them pay for it so I generally like his uh, fit within the Sixers offense especially because if they're taking him it's not for like to solve their bit because I would say their two biggest needs offensively are like advantage creation is number one but um the next one is probably just I would like to have a little more shooting with size because they just all pretty much all of their best shooters, except for Tobias Harris, were like smaller guys who it's just a little easier to limit them. So I think he does like it's he's not filling the biggest need, but as a guy who I'm expecting the Sixers maybe to target at pick 50 rather than 28, like I'm not expecting them to solve their biggest need with pick 50. So I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like a lot of the, the whole time I was thinking, like, uh I uh is sort of maybe a for kind like I could see Doc saying that, hey, I'm gonna a lot of the stuff I I run for Tobias, besides maybe like trying to get him more aggressive, like because a lot of, a lot of this year Doc was trying to get Tobias more aggressive, like like making going downhill a little bit more mm-hmm. often than he used to go and everything like that. I don't think he'll do that with Hauser, of course. Uh, of course, he probably doesn't have the status or the or the cap- or the capability at least right now. But in terms of just getting him shooting looks, uh, I think a lot of the uh, uh, to, to buy, to buy. like I could see him even like telling Hauser, okay, we, we're gonna just, like do like a little like a DHL action or something like that, just to mm-hmm. it, like it'll be like early early possession stuff, just to quickly get you a a, 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 a jumper like and let you fire a ball, just take it every single time or something like that. I can I can actually see that uh, happening, uh, even though nominally he's gonna be a role player, but I think I think with that level of shooter, at least at least you should be yeah. testing that. Yeah, so like. For all the complaints about Doc Rivers, he has proven he knows how to use movement shooters. Yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, like Landry Shaman had his best year with him. Uh, 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 well, it was it was off and on with shooting, uh, off and on shoot, but yeah, he had his best his best year best year with him. Um, mm-hmm. He's Doc. Yeah, Doc. When like, I think Doc would understand how to use how to. It's just like how much he would play him. Basically, mm-hmm. I think uh, just like what he. Do, do you think because Hazard's an older rookie, he'll like him a little more? Uh, I mean, it's possible. Like, I, I, I think, I think uh, it's, it's, it depends. I mean, like, because I, it, like, a lot of, a lot of times, it's just like who, who, who you trust more. Like, 
Like I think Paul Reed, like when you look, Paul Reed looked good this year, uh, relatively you know, throughout throughout the year, right? Like that, but Doc just didn't have the trust to like go test how much he could uh, and go go with them. Uh, Maxi was, you know, I mean, Maxi was up and down throughout the year, so it was understandable. But Doc Doc only trusted only trusted them when he kind of felt like he had to. Uh, I think at the end. So like with rookies, it's like it's it's, with that, it's not just Doc. It's with a lot of coaches. It's like you have to prove it, uh, or uh, you have to have no other choice. So it's it's possible it's like because he's an older rookie like you would you would probably lean more that if he's good then he's going to be able to get that opportunity but mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's it depends but i think i think like when when you're this versatile of a shooter it doesn't it is kind of hard to not be able to fit you like i like i always say that like shooting like the thing that a shooter does it's just like it, it's like it makes it so much so easy for coaches to just scheme up anything like it's yeah. just like a cheat code for them because like when you when you're like talented at like other skills, but you don't you can't shoot that well or anything like that, coaches have to like go out of their way to make plays so that they can take advantage of that. Like, and that's kind of the issue with our, with a lot of role players. It's like just like it might be as good as another one who's like shooting only, but the shooting only guy you don't have to worry about. You can just play him in the corner at worst case scenario, and he'll still you'll ha- still have a functional gravity while you can't do that with others because without interfering with others. So that's yeah. the that's like the pitch with somebody like Hauser is the fact that you could fit him in just about any offense and he'll have like a very functional role within it and that will benefit others. I mean, yeah, just shooting it's it's just it's probably the most scalable offensive skill. You can just add it on and it's not really taking away anything. Um and yeah, the DHO you mentioned was a good thing. So Sixers do like to run that. And the, the actions I wrote down that he could probably run are DHO flopping. I think he could be like they don't run a ton of Spain pick and rolls, but if they did, he'd be a great back screener. Just as someone yeah. has size to size to hit someone. But then obviously if, if he pops out and you forget about him, that's a probably a really bad thing for the defense. Um, but speaking of his defense, that's probably what we should, we should talk about with Hauser because I mean, I would say like the culmination of why people would, he wouldn't be considered that great of a draft prospect kind of lies here. Cause like the lack of some of the lack of athletic tools outside of the height and some strength and the age, like just, I, like I think you've pointed out to me several times, like he knows what he's doing on defense. He's not like someone who was lost and that's something to be expected. Probably. I mean, again, being coached by Tony Bennett at Virginia, even for just one year, like you will have like, understand some like low help responsibilities and like, you're not going to be like caught napping at certain places, which is fine. But my biggest concern, like if I had to have a bottom line is that I think he can only really guard other bad fours at the NBA level or like not even bad, like limited fours at the NBA level. I just, cause I think any type of three is going to be too quick for him, especially on the perimeter, just like they'll like sit him on a ball screen. He's not going to reattach. And then it's a two on one against the dropping big, which I mean, the Sixers are definitely in drop most of the time, given their usual personnel, uh, who knows, maybe if they play Paul Reed, they're going to go to switch everything, but we'll stop probably a little too far <laughs> out to, to guess that. Um, And then, I mean, dude does have some strength and some size he doesn't it's not even that he doesn't have the strength to bang with like fives inside it's that the lack of length is the problem yeah yeah you definitely see it in that like he was getting there like on those low rotations when guys are getting to the rim or on like passes to the roll like he's there his contests don't matter the the guy just jumping out of them is like this dude's hand isn't high enough in my face it's like the same thing that hauser gives a problem to like the six five wings trying to check him in college like your contest doesn't matter when i go for this jump shot it's the seven it's the six eleven rolling big man. Like Hazard tries to jump, you know, his hands barely hitting his chin of the other guy. It's like, this doesn't matter. I can still make this. And that's just what my worry would be is like, 
for a team like the Sixers, who we had to talk about this, Mark Schindler, Schindler, our mutual friend back like when we were talking about Trey Mann and Terrence Shannon Jr., like especially with Terrence Shannon Jr., who unfortunately pulled out of the draft, um, just how much he could help the Sixers in terms of his with his own versatility and how the Sixers could use more versatile players because they have so many – the Sixers have too many lineups, it feels like, where it's like we have XX and X players, but they can only play an X lineup like with this set, set of scheme. Like they just – they don't have a lot of flexibility within their own team, it feels like. And I do worry about that, that Hauser just like – again, I think he can only guard limited fours, and that's not a very flexible defensive position. It does help that the Sixers probably need a – Someone to defend fours coming off their bench, considering again their bench this year was Dwight Howard and four guys under six five. So I, it's definitely a role that can be filled. That I, I just like it's a concern. I'll say for Hauser, like probably it's less an, a lesser concern on a team like the Sixers, which is good. But overall, my concern from as a prospect is just that he's so what he can do defensively, even if he knows what he's doing, is just I feel like limited to that very specific role. Yeah, like how I phrase his defense is basically it is that I do not think is bad enough to override all his good strengths on offense, which mm. especially with the shooting and the, and the ability to play on the move. So I was like, I, I wonder if I agree. Like, I think maybe even more than slowness, the fact that, that he's, you know, like I believe he has a sixth bind and like one quarter wingspan. Basically, like, the has, same, basically the same as his height. Yeah, uh, yeah close, close, uh, close to it. It's like, oh. one, like, what is it? It's like one or two inches. Uh, yeah. Plus, which is not special. Like, and then he has an eight, six uh, standing reach. So that's basically like almost shoot, basically shoot. A lot of shooting guards are, are have that yeah. type of standing reach and least bad combination. Like, uh, it's like, uh, especially with the standing reach. So it's, it's like, I think he's actually rather good. Like, despite his slowness, he's rather even good. Like, if you ISO, ISO against him or just take him a drill, he's pretty good at beating you to the spot if you're as long as he's playing with enough space back like i think like uh, like what happens is like of course like if you get him with a couple of different moves he can't recover at all so like that's that, that's going to be an, uh, an issue but like the initial like you can't just always i don't think you'll be able to successful always just saying oh i'm just going to straight line blow by this guy every single time it'll work every single time like i think he has enough positional know-how and yeah and, 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 you know, I mean, that's where the strength the strength comes into play just because strength, yeah. he, he does tend to play you know again very cognizant of who he is he's not getting up into guys like jerseys he's like playing off a few steps like i'm trying to like not give up a drive here and when they drive like if i can just like engage them with like the upper part of my body i am strong enough that i can kind of just slow their momentum but like you said the recovery like some of these closeouts after tags like they're not he just isn't getting back out in time like he's trying, but there's, he's just not quick enough to do it. Or if he does, like, like you said, any kind of, if he ever bites on a move, like it's just done, which is just such a low margin for error. You can't be like a guy, like you can't be a guy like the, some of the Sixers players, like Matisse, Thibel, Benson and Joel Embiid do like, maybe they get caught in a fake for a second, but they're, they're like physical specimen. And they just like turn and block the shot anyways. Like that's never going to happen for him. Like Hauser gets bit bites on a fake. It's a power play for the, opposing offense which yeah. is the problem yeah like i think like i think actually like well one thing like for, like like in relative relative his class like a player like kispert who i actually think is like a worse shooter or something or worse uh, than yeah. uh, hauser or something like that but i think if you were to argue with the case for kispert over hauser is the fact that like defensively he's actually rather good at like recovering and mm. and and stuff like that like i don't even think it's just like better positional know-how or even like a huge leap in quickness it's more like like the way his athleticism works, he's actually good at re- like recovering when when he gets beat and stuff like that. So he's he's able to 
stay in the play in affected more more often than Hauser is. Like where Hauser is kind of like he's hoping that his first his first ideas work. Uh, yeah, then, that's that's a great way to phrase it. Just like and his first ideas are all pretty good, but just like yeah. that's a really tough because the thing is like the NBA play, NBA players have a good idea of what your first ideas are. Like it's, it's it can't be said enough. NBA players are fantastic at what they do, and no matter how good your first idea is, if they can think of a counter and it works against you because you don't have the tools to recover, like that's just a very hard way to survive. Yes, yes, yes. So I think it'll be, it, it'll be, it's, uh, it, it's you like, again, like he plays, he plays really very hard. He, besides the physical part, like he is good at using his strength. Like, like you, like I do think like if you put him on a big, that's not like a completely, like either ma- like massively bigger, like a full-on size or something like that, or, or it's, uh, or it, extremely advanced in terms of footwork and stuff like that i think he, he's able to hold up because he does bang he's it's like the wing the wingspan is short but he's able to make it so that even if with a short wingspan most of the time you're getting like probably like a 10 footer or a 12, 10 to 12 footer so it's like it's not it, like you probably get a decent look because of the wingspan and stuff like that but it's still not like the best shot for an office you can live with that if you're a defense uh so i think if he's in those scenarios and he you would probably want to match him up in the, in the in this in those scenarios. Uh, with uh, with in terms of off ball, like I think yeah, the the probably the issue is just like getting him through ball screens will probably be a struggle. But like if you get if you latch him onto a player a player who either doesn't move too much through screening actions or something like that, or isn't at least a major threat to be uh uh moving uh, uh, move, uh moving just like uh all around the perim- the perimeter arc or so, uh, something like that like if he go if he just goes to w- one spot um he like it might be uh it might be doable for a hauser in terms of like he's because he's, he's usually like pretty good with like taking the right angle once he's re- once he's trying to re- uh, help recover back to his man and so uh, it's just again just like the speed of how he does it and also the length the length to actually contest a shot but like it's a, it's, a, it's a case where like he won't be able to like deny a lot of shots but you could hopefully get it so that he's forcing the offense to take a suboptimal path to getting good looks so like if they're forcing the ball to somebody who's like a 35 percent three-point shooter or something like that um then you'll it, and he's, he's getting like decent looks it's it, they could probably hurt you but there's a good chance that there's a good chance that you will live with it as and you can might maybe make it up on the on the other end he's like so it's a it's a case basically that it's not bad enough to take him because like if he was worse positionally or something like that like if he was making mistakes all the time then yeah it's even with that level of shooting it might be difficult like there are there are other shooter uh, shooters in that have come by, around in like four six nine six ten uh so and a lot of times it's just like besides being slow they like positionally they were probably just like a tad worse or they were too a bit too skinny to have like a strength advantage in the post or something like that mm-hmm. but Hazard, i think he has just enough yeah the t- it's so fascinating thing about just how the margins of error shift like in how you have to compensate them like a guy i think of is deuce mcbride i think takes a lot of bad angles on his closeout sometimes yeah. it's obviously a very different player than sam Hazard, but like also deuce has a massive wingspan and is very quick so sometimes it doesn't matter because it's like it does matter sometimes but it's also like if you can fix that up at the nba level now you have like a really good, you might really have something because he does have those physical tools um and also i just wanted to ask you this before i wrap up here uh how much do you think sam hauser's defense is hurt reputationally by the fact that joey hauser is his brother yeah yeah so <laughs> I, I think i think the are, are honestly 
probably what if I was like Sam Hazard's agent, what I would do is if you send every, every team a video saying, if you have questions about Sam Hauser's defense, please look at his brother and then, and then, and then well, see. I, see, I feel team. like I don't know if I would do that. Cause what if they just like by association, they're like, Oh, but think about that. Those Hauser's bad on defense. Like I was like, you know, we, I was talking about Sam Hauser. I think is going to be a, a, just, I think he is going to be a bad defender at the next level, but not like, like you're saying the hope is not like so bad that it's a, again, outweighs the shooting. Like Joey Hauser. I, I watch a lot of big 10 basketball this year. I don't want to kill the guy, but man, they were the defense on Michigan State was like I like one of my favorite tweets to send out during the year was uh Michigan State's 2020, like 2021 defense is a reminder why Xavier Tillman in 2020 should have been like defensive player of the year. <laughs> because my goodness, the mistakes that they made are just like wild closeouts that were not working or like hilarious screenshots where another team has like three guys running to the rim at the same time. Michigan State has no, they have somehow got so disorganized that there's just no one there. It's like, uh, it's a, it's like the perfect culmination of like, so imagine like Sam Howard Hauser's same limitations, but a little slower and like no concept of angles. Yes, exactly. So I think, I think like when you watch Joey Hauser, you like, you appreciate the fact that, okay, knowing something, knowing, knowing where, where to be, or how to get to a place on defense, it's very, very valuable still, even if, if you, even with those limitations. And that'll be my argument for Sam is, is that, about that like a lot of times, even if you're not, you can't, you can't affect something as much as you want, just being in the right place does dissuade more, more subconsciously, at least than you, than you, uh, than people, than people realize. So, that would be the that'll be the case because Joey Joe Joey though is part of like even if he was as good of a shooter as his brother, he still wouldn't yeah, it still wouldn't work. Is that is that level bad? So like I think I think with Sam, like he it's multiple tiers better than his brother to the fact that it's still bad, but you can like when you're this level, like a generational level shooting prospect, then you can you can you can live with it. Uh, I think you can live with it definitely within a much higher uh, draft four range so mm -hmm. so francis one last question here uh so sam hauser like i don't think he's quite good enough due to the limitations to be warranted at pick 28 that's in my opinion but like i would be pretty happy if the sixers took like it took a guy who with this like you said this generational shooting and like like i think enough like traits in other areas to survive in the nba at pick 50 like how good of a pick, like both for Sandhauser and for the Sixers, do you, would you do you think it would be like at pick fifty? Uh, I think it'd be awesome. Uh, like I think, I mean, I wouldn't like I wouldn't hundred percent guarantee that. Oh, there's a, it, it'll be the very very best uh, player available because there might be some other one, who, some other players who fall or something. Like that. But I definitely have, like I have Hauser high, much higher than to uh, be like I, I probably would. I wouldn't like I I assume that if it was a pick twenty eight, I'll have other players. Who I would prefer at pick twenty eight, but I'm high enough on the shooting that I wouldn't be that like distraught if if uh, the Sixers picked up at twenty at twenty eight. I know it's not going to happen uh, or, or, or so, but like I think I'm high enough on the shooting. Just like it's it's that good of, of a shooting uh, of a shooting. It's that like uh, transformative that I wouldn't be uh, that mad that mad about it. Like I'll, I'll zoom that. I'll be I'll be more iffy on other picks actually to, to be honest um but at 50 i think it's just a great sway like if it like if it for for a reason that the defense does end up being too too limited um 
as uh, as the next couple of years and it doesn't work out then at 50 is not that big of uh, a deal it's worth as much it's very very much worth the swing of perhaps having like like the upside for hauser is that he's the he's probably like the best off, off ball shooter in the league like that's not a star that's a, i think less legitimate the upside for him as a shooter so mm-hmm. if it, hey, i'm getting that at 50 like you will you'll take that every single time and, and I'll try to work it out Hey, I mean, if Papa Giannis can get taken at 13, then like any any pick is possible. Uh, he's Francis at Ben Thrifty on Twitter. Uh, this has been a great pod. Really enjoyed talking about Sam Hauser with you. Uh, anything you want to plug or tell people about before we get going? Uh, uh not not much. Uh, I know next next week I'm with our good bunch of beautiful friend Petey Webb. We're doing a marathon stream on a potpourri of different. Uh, draft prospects and I, uh, I should be involved with that so I think that'll be next Tuesday or so uh, so if you, if you, if anybody listens to that and wants to check it check it out follow uh, above at, at above the break three on, on Twitter and find out when that's happening um, but besides that uh, you can just follow me I guess I've been thrifty uh, I'm usually nice when if you if you if you come in comment against me i i'm usually down for whatever combo you want and even if i don't agree with what you take i'll i'll i'll, I'll do so respectfully uh, hopefully at least hopefully <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely follow francis he probably has some of the, it's probably one of the smartest basketball minds on twitter uh just some great conversations i've had with him really helps me understand the game better this has been a blast uh, thank you so much for coming on and Thank you all for listening to the Sixers Draft podcast on the Liberty Ballers podcast feed. Please subscribe, rate, and review, all those good things, and I will talk to you all next time. (laughs) 